Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. All right, we're recording. We're good to go. The hard drive officially, officially, David, the hard drive officially works just today. Today only it works now. Uh, the one recommendation I do have for you is do not buy a SanDisk. It's, it's the same brand as uh, Western Digital. They're junk. They're junk. They're junk. They're junk. They're I don't junk. know why this thing is not working. And your only excuse for its poor performance is I gave a lot of money for it. <laughs> I need to get a V2, I think. Extreme portable. <laughs> <laughs> the damn thing doesn't work. And he's like, let me get another one. See what it was, was. So Samsung T5 is it. Nothing else. So you quit smoking. How's that going? Did I say that right? <laughs> I said that right. Yeah, yeah, I call him Fadley. I know it's Fadley, yeah. but I'm from the South. So everything everything sounds different from the South. We had this guy on the podcast and he... He tells his name. His name is Stephen Faithful. He's here, isn't he? Uh, Stephen will be Auto, here. Auto Ops. Auto Ops yeah, will be yeah, here. Yeah. I got to fill out my form. He goes, he, uh, he, did you sign up with him? Mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah. I did. I signed up too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, built, he built something super cool for me. Oh, for just for you? Of course he did. Well, he, I'm sure he built it for I everybody. It. Hey, fill this form out. You get the conventional stuff. <laughs> But Mr. Underwood, no, no Mr. I, Underwood I was like, gets all the fancy. No, we custom I said, built this code for you. We just you. shut the hell up. I said, <laughs> I said, look, the thing that I like is I really, really, really have to have it to where, like, when I look at my phone, I, it goes to Google Calendar. It's important. Mm. And he's like, well, that's really a good idea because, like, even clients could use that. And so now they have a thing. They have a thing. So that should have been really easy to to turn on. Yeah. That it creates a Google Calendar doodad. Yeah. Anyway, so he tells this whole story about how somebody had uh, thought his name was Faithful, not Faithful. And he goes, I'm a dumbass. Is that what you're trying to get at? And then <laughs> and Lucas is like, all right, now, Stephen Faffle. <laughs> hey, hey, let me, like, let me tell dude, you. Dude, was you not listening to that thing? The, it, the whole story he just told? It, it A-S-T-E. Did you hear the story about the about December's room getting flooded? Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, you guys were talking about that. Well, so it was Mike Allen. His his shower. It was, it was his. Yeah, it was, his I shower stopped up. And I, I'm, you know, I don't know why faithful Fawful made me think of this. I guess waffle. <laughs> I don't know uh, what. <laughs> so <laughs> all this is going down, right? And I tell my wife, I'm like, hey, I was like, Mike's shower overflowed and flooded one of our employees' rooms. And so she missed like the morning classes and everything else. And she said, well, Mike's probably a waffle stomper. And I, 
I oh know. no, and so I call Mike. No, <laughs> I call Mike, and I'm like, my why wife would says, she? Why would she think that? Well, I call Mike because she had read a story about it on Reddit, and and so <laughs> I call Mike, and I'm like, hey, it's like I need to know something. I I thought it was gonna like trip him up, and he was gonna go like look it up and be like, oh, that's gross. So I say it to him, and he just dies laughing. I'm like, so you know what that is? He's like, yeah, of course I know what that is. Yeah, I know. Like, this was part of the conversation when I was in the room with Mike no, yeah. on the recording. It, and that's when we all went Dude, down Dude, I mean, I'm starting to wonder if that's what happened to his shower. <laughs> there was no waffle there to stomp anything into at the shower because it had those Oh, no, 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 no. Strips. You can take the cover off of the – you just pull the little strip up. Oh, really? Yeah. And then there's something there to stomp yeah. down into. Regular shower drain. I guess it all goes to the same place. I guess. <laughs> just, just make sure dude keeps his shoes on, I guess. <laughs> Flip flop. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't I don't understand that whole concept. That <laughs> that whole thing doesn't make any sense to me. Oh my. Stomping that. I mean, I guess it, it I mean maybe an emergency stomper. maybe an emergency meeting of the minds, I guess. I don't know. An emergency what? Meeting of the minds. Like you have a boo-boo in the shower, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I could see the boo-boo in the shower, but you got to, I mean, you know it's coming, right? I mean, I don't know. Some people have issues in that area. (laughs) Oh, it's that kind of show? I can can join in on that show. (laughs) That's what happened to your toilet at the shop. (laughs) Yeah. My, what happened to my shop? You your your uh, your mess of the toilet there a while back. All over the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. What? What? Did I tell a story about that? Yeah. I didn't have a mess. Maybe I did. Somebody had a mess. Yeah. It was on one of your episodes. Or your really? Yeah. I don't listen to my own episodes. You got to it, it was said about that it was dripping down the wall and on the seat. I don't know whose it was. Yeah. I don't recall any of this. Did I block it out of my mind? <laughs> Your guests were talking about some of the pranks they would do with ketchup thrown in there. Little oh, I think packets. that was me talking about a guy that we had at our shop. Yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. It's all to blow up the bathroom. <laughs> That's next level blow up the bathroom right there. Anyway. There are dedicated holes for things. Just keep things in their dedicated holes. <laughs> The toilet hole is for one thing. The shower is for something else. That's all I'm saying. Hey. Why is your wife on Reddit looking for this kind of stuff? Next time, could we have an agreement that you're going to say drains instead of holes? (laughs) That would make people way more comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome to Tools 2023. We've talked all morning about how much more professional and how much more exact this event feels we have officially ruined that <laughs> ruined <laughs> that's the uh, precursor uh, warning label right no, nobody has flooded the hotel yet bro i don't know about this hotel if, if there was a hotel that was going to get flooded you think it'd be this one this hotel would get flooded the drains are a little sketchy yeah, the drains they, were they, sketchy hey, at that last you know where other drains go that? they go to the water park yeah they got these big tubs <laughs> 
They're, hey, fill, they're filling the water. They've got a strainer. Pump. Don't worry. It's they okay. Just, <laughs> they just funnel into the urine river. It's like, hey, you want to go? Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. Sit in somebody's <laughs> urine for a couple hours? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the urine river. That uh, Here's a tube. I was super <laughs> depressed when you sent me that video of the, the lazy river the other day. All the people like going down and dude had to take the broom and be like, Bum. <laughs> once you get you don't understand this no let, let me try to explain this to you no he does so, he does because he's it's just like we continue to eat and get fatter and fatter well i do and and he continues to smoke and get closer and closer so no no but he doesn't understand the ask this part you go to a water park water parks often have weight limits on the slides right certain slides if you're over 250 pounds you can't get on that slide because the the way you could swing around, it could be dangerous for you. You could hurt yourself. <laughs> you could jump out the side. <laughs> and yeah, like you go airborne on some of them. Because if you're like right on the edge, it's like, yeah, I took a big poo this morning. I think I'm on 250 <laughs> pounds. And so you get on the slide. I think my shower stopped up now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ew, anyway. No, no. I don't, I don't even know how that that happens or who finds that acceptable anyway so you're going down the slide and sometimes some of the corners like like whoa yeah, they up. you'll you'll flip upside down or get thrown off the side or whatever like you're going down too fast and just your body weight is swinging you too much one way or the other so they tell you not not to uh go down the slide if you're over 250 pounds and so i go to this water park with my kids and my and my wife and it was in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, um, and most of the most of the slides were over two hundred fifty or anything over two hundred fifty pounds. You couldn't go on the slide, so I hung out at the Lazy River, and that's all, that's all you can do. <laughs> Did you so, get jammed up in one of the corners? I didn't get jammed up. Did the dude have to come by with the broom and poke you out of the? So I sent him a video, <laughs> a clip of Family Guy, and it, and that's what it was. This big fat guy telling his son i can't go down that slide this is the life i've chosen 
And then he goes on to the lazy river and he sits in the tube and eats his food, eats his ice cream. <laughs> and all of the other fat people that are on the lazy river with him, they get clogged on, and then the employee has to go out and push them all off. And, and I sent them the, the video and I said, yeah. This has actually happened. This is a thing. I wow. you can't go down some of the slides. Did you I, know that? No. I used to get kicked off the slides. Man, we used to go down halfway and try and stop it and pile everybody up behind That can't us. be a... Well, that's like at a community pool. These slides are oh, no, not I'm the kind that you're going to try to stop in. Oh, no. I'm talking like fast. the big water slides. Really? Hell yeah. Why we, would you do that? Cause it's it like, was, hey, this, is, this sounds fun. like a... Yeah, this sounds like a good way to break a leg. Hold on, hold hold on real quick. I want to try to stop myself and see if somebody hits me from behind. It would only happen once because by the time we got down, you're out of here. <laughs> you ever been kicked out of a place like that? No. I've been kicked out of miniature golf courses too. <laughs> I don't have patience for golf. I, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that, especially when there's like a, a line of people in front of you and they're taking forever. I hate a mini golf is the worst, absolute worst. It is awful. It, it is. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Well, I'm not allowed back on them, so because <laughs> I'm playing miniature golf, thinking I'm on the tee. <laughs> hey, bro, look, you've not been to Myrtle Beach. They don't kick people out of mini golf in Myrtle Beach, okay? Why is everybody <laughs> loaded there? Yeah, so they just shoot you and put you out back with everybody else. Myrtle Beach is rough. Myrtle Beach is a dangerous, dangerous place these days. We were, last time we were there, right? We we it, my daughter was probably five or six at the time. We walk across this crosswalk, and so like there's people walking, and the cars on either side have to stop as it's got like a red light at it. And we walk across, and this guy slams into the back of another car that stopped at a stoplight. And as we walk off, they start shooting at each other. Oh, in the middle. Like guns or yeah, with handguns. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. Oh, Myrtle Beach wow. is a dangerous place. <laughs> That's peak America right there. Good for them. I mean, it, I. <laughs> There's been a few instances where I was gonna say something on this show, and I thought, you know what, Lucas, you probably shouldn't do that. The, this is the, one of those the whole idea, the whole idea is that if everybody has a gun, you have a more civilized society because yeah, yeah. you're not going to all of a sudden go crazy on somebody because you don't know that person could feel as though you're a threat and you might get shot. Well, that just happened in my hometown. Somebody I knew got killed. Oh, ouch! And and he 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 had a overreaction to a situation. He was super upset about it. It was the fact that he had a newborn in the car, and so he got so oh upset that somebody cut him off. He went up and he tried to get the guy out of the car, and the guy shot him and killed him. Yeah, it's a, I, I have road rage like that, and that's that's a scary feeling. Yeah. You don't know what they're going to do. The the one thing I will say is you what, ha, you get that oh, angry. I would get that angry, no especially when I'm attack. on a motorcycle. If they cut me off, there's been a couple times I rode up beside and kicked the door. Yeah, I mean. Is it, but here, here's the thing, is that when, you know, we're big active self-protection fans, and so one of the things they always talk about is, like, de-escalate. You absolutely have to de-escalate. Kicking doors is not de-escalating, dear. <laughs> you know what that does? It strains your heart. <laughs> yeah. Getting upset like that. It does. 
I mean, anyway, de-escalation is absolutely key. I, I think uh, I de-escalated be... after I kicked the door. I was good. Yeah, but the problem <laughs> is, is that they swerve left when you de-escalate. It, that's why I've only done it a couple of times. It's yeah, but well, if you're on a motorcycle and when you're in traffic like that and they don't, they just cut you off. Pretty sure if you're on a motorcycle, just in general, you are taking your life into your own hands. You take your life into your own hands getting into a car. No, I have. I'm, trust me. Trust me. Me hitting a motorcycle, I'm going to win. Well, I know. 100% you of the time. Well, then you go. You like, take hey, your chance I getting into a car. I don't want any of this metal cage around me. I just want to go really fast. Oh, that sounds like a smart idea. People are perfect drivers. They're not <laughs> texting, playing on their phones, completely distracted by other things, sleeping. That's happened. I'm just saying, like, everybody's perfect drivers. Therefore, I don't want this giant metal cage full of airbags and safety restraints around me. I just want the open road around me, completely free. I think I touched a nerve. No, I'm just saying that that you're just acknowledge what you're doing. Be like, hey, I want to die, maybe, but be right on the edge that if I don't, I'll be happy I don't die. But it's I like definitely want to be on the edge. It's like those guys that you see on the interstate. Where were we? Was it Denver? And that dude was like going right down the middle of the, uh, yeah, line. the lane splitters. I hate them. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. It's crazy stuff. I mean, he came by us probably 110, 115 miles an so hour. So there are differences, David, with uh, motorcycle and riders and, and assholes. And so there are differences. Hey, is I there? Ride, I ride I'm pretty sensibly. sure that if. You are riding a motorcycle. <laughs> are, you, I think are, you, this, are you the indicating? The line's getting blurred here. Are you indicating that he is one of those motorcycle riders that was on South Park? The, I think they're all like that. I, I'm just saying, I, I'm pissing <laughs> off everybody that listens to this podcast because I'm pretty sure that overwhelmingly there's a large majority of technicians I, the, and shop owners that have motorcycles. I, we're motorcycles, joking. But I'm we're saying, joking. We're not yeah, serious. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. It, I, I, I have no problem with with motorcycle riders i i just do i do get a little freaked out because i don't want to hit anybody i don't want to kill anybody can you imagine i'm driving here to kalahari and i'm yakking to my wife and i am taking uh i'm, I'm saying kia take the wheel because the kia's got the the fancy drive yourself thing so of course i'm not paying any attention i pay less attention when it's got those features on there because I let the computer do its thing. Anyway, so I'm driving down the thing, and I'm barely paying attention to the road. I'm going like 70, 75, I don't know. And these guys on these motorcycles, they're in the same lane as me. I'm just a slightly off to the left because for whatever reason, Kia's like to hug the the line the, to the, the left. Yellow? Yeah. Okay. They're hugging. It's hugging the line to the left. These guys just fly by. They were probably going 120. Just jump, uh. jump. I heard the second one come up behind me. The first one blows by me, freaks me out. I'm like, holy crap. And it's not that they were cut. They weren't splitting the lane. The guy just had an opening. He took it. Yeah, where, hey, this guy's off slightly to the left. I'm going fast enough that he doesn't have enough time to react and clip me. But I could have, especially the one behind me. I could have scored slightly to the right, or and all of a sudden, that guy's dead. And now I got an accident. There's blood everywhere. I got to live with that because this guy decided he was going to, he just could do it because he's in a motorcycle. I am. Um, I have a family member who a gentleman committed suicide by jumping into the car that the family member was in. And so when he jumped into the car, the windshield failed 
and this person was when when it stopped when everything stopped this person was inside the car and this person says that they still remember like his facial expression as he hit the car and he said i will never forget he said i could see the look of regret like yeah, how they just made yeah, a that's mistake why do you have that? Why, why does it always have to go so dark? Well, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, is like we don't think about our impacts to other people when we make decisions like that. So the the guys on the motorcycle weren't thinking about, hey, I'm about to get killed, and then I'm also going to ruin this guy's life. Yeah, they and don't his think. evening we don't, you know, and his trip yeah. plans and all this other. Wait, I'm just going to drive like an a hole because I'm in a motorcycle and go really fast. Is is someone who doesn't? take into consideration the feelings and emotions of others in a situation like that is that just a sign of immaturity i don't i don't even think they think that far ahead or they think of that at all i think they just get in a motorcycle and they realize i can go way faster than everybody else instant speed it's not but even I, mean, I gotta you, wait and accelerate it's just i flip the thing and all of a sudden we're going 100 miles you, an hour when I, I guess what I'm trying to get at there, though, is that I remember when I was like 17, 18, 19 years old, I thought less about my decisions impacts on other people, right? I didn't, like you said, I didn't think about it. As I've gotten older, I think about the fact that, well, that, you know, it's like you get behind somebody that's going really slow and you think, well, that, that could be my mom or my dad or that could be, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that is somebody to someone else, right? I, that's, I, a, I know. I'm getting really bad with that, though. <laughs> really bad somebody's slow in front of me and i'm like oh my god let's go make the fucking turn we need you're to too talk. uptight <laughs> <laughs> you worry too much you're too stressed this out is, about nothing you are stressed out about nothing holy moly <laughs> i know it's you just got, it's a pet peeve it's a it's a bad pet peeve i got I, I i look i get upset about it too but i'm just like you know what like I'm not going to get there any faster. I mean, I I do get there. Faster. Yeah, you do get there faster. It's not, and I, it is annoying. You know what it is for me. My pet peeve is the people that don't know how to zipper properly merging, and so oh yeah, I hate they that stop too. because they, they don't want to run out of road. So there's a mile of free road in front of them. They stop and they turn signal. They're backing everybody else up, and it's not that I'm inconvenienced. I it, laugh because. Like, I blow around them, and then, you know, like, oh, look at all this open road I got in front of me, you jackhole. Do I need to turn the air down or something? Why? You're hey, everyone, it's Lucas. I'm sorry to jump in, but I thought it was important to come and say this. You know, I'm often asked, why do we always talk about Kim and Brian Walker and shop marketing pros on the show? It's because we genuinely believe in their product. Why do I use them for my own marketing? In fact, they're building me a new website right now. It's not cookie cutter. I kept getting on Facebook and every shop looked the exact same. I didn't want to be that. And it's not just that. It's that they're part of your team. When you hire them to do your marketing, they get to know you. They know what you believe. They know what you say and they know why you do what you do. And they share that with your clients. That's huge. And beyond all of that, probably the most important factor in all of this is they stand behind their work. So don't wait. Go today and get your free marketing analysis from Shop Marketing Pros. They're genuinely our friends and they're genuinely here to help shop owners have a better life. Click on the link in the show notes for your free marketing analysis today. That's right. It's free. Doesn't cost you a dime. Um, perspiring over there. I can see the <laughs> glistening on your. <laughs> I, I have no problem, but it's like, saying, hey, it's every other. So. It's every other. My nose is always glistening. 
Okay. <laughs> combination skin. Oh, I thought you had glitter. Okay, never mind. Um, so <laughs> glitter? What? I mean, it just looks like your nose has glitter on it. I'm just, I know the camera's picking it up. Is it? Now you're going to make me all self-conscious. <laughs> anyway. So, look, hang on. Have you ever seen I don't seen know the, how to zipper properly. And poor uh, Brett Fadley over here. But I try not to get too upset because I don't want to have a heart attack. Have you ever seen the study about traffic? About how they... they talk about the one you know we talk about the uh what is it the law of positive dependence where the 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 butterfly effect how like one thing affects all the other oh things. yeah yeah and it. they've actually done studies on traffic that all it takes is a 13 millisecond slowdown someone hits their brakes the car behind him hits their brakes the and that that has all that's a that's yeah. like a 40 can be up to a 45 minute slowdown in traffic it can cause the entire traffic jam that's so typical say, 95 yeah, I mean, 95 traffic. That's well, that, what that was their point is that if that happens and you go back and you they, they would survey the traffic through cameras and they would find out that somebody had to slam on their brakes because the person cut them off. So yep. now everybody slows down. And so like they say, you go down the road and you sit in traffic forever. You get through the traffic and there's nothing there. Well, it's because somebody did something like that and affected long-term traffic. Flow. That's typical 95. Interstate 95, north or south. You know what it probably was? Motorcycles. <laughs> you don't like motorcycles, do you? No, I, I think they're cool. They're fascinating vehicles. I, I understand the appeal of wanting to drive them. I just, me personally, understand how I drive completely inattentive. I like so, I barely pay attention to the road. My, drive, my, my wife absolutely hates it. I, I cannot wait for the day that we have fully autonomous vehicles and I don't have to do any actual driving. I hate driving. I hate having to wait to get there. I hate getting in the car. I hate putting gas in the car. I, the, all, <laughs> the whole process, I hate it. And so my ire is reflected in the fact that I paid no attention to the road. And so I fear for these motorcycle drivers who happen to be driving around me. Like, Dude, you don't want to get around me. Like I really am not paying attention so, or I'm asleep. I, w I will tell you, as a motorcycle rider, you were three times more defensive oh, yeah. on a bike. For sure. I, you have to be, you though. You have to be. I have only... Because you have eliminated the giant steel cage around you that protects you. <laughs> yeah, that steel cage won't protect you much. I, I Against ridden... a semi, but trust me, if I'm clipping poor Brett over here, I'll be fine. Brett's the one that's in trouble, and anything smaller than me is in trouble. That's uh, not necessarily the case, but... Especially if you're in a Pinto. Um, <laughs> That's why I'm not in a Pinto. Look, I, I have ridden a motorcycle, a crotch rocket, three times in my life, and I recognize that I don't need to ride a crotch rocket. <laughs> That's why I don't own one either. <laughs> and and so I'll never forget the third time I rode one. I, I like if, if you ride a, fi a fast one and you stand on it, like it'll oh, yeah. come up and, and you kind of get a feel for what it'll do. And, and so like the first time you ride it, you're not really comfortable. Second time you ride it, you're kind of getting a little gutsier and a little braver. The third time you ride it, when you look down and you realize, oh, there's a one in front of that eight that because I mean, that's my problem is like I am a I am a speed freak. I oh, love I to push the limits. I and so I just don't think that's really safe for me. Not 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 an open road, like free and open road, like on the interstate. Why? You know, dude, all it takes is one squirrel coming across, and you're going 130 miles an hour. You clip that squirrel. Oh, you're down. You're down. Grass. 
Grass clippings in the road. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, that's grass a, like grass clippings their, on the yep. on the road. You're gonna die. Grandma going too slow, cutting you off, not even paying attention. You, and here's the other thing: you guys could be seeing it. The motorcycle rider is seeing as though I cut them off, but it's not. It's you're going 110, dude. And like you have no concept of how fast you're going. Where I'm going 55, and I jump over to the next lane and ah, oh, that guy cut me off no you came up really really fast the the speed limit is 45 i'm going 55 you're going 110 who's the a-hole i'm not gonna deny but not all of us ride 110 mile an hour <sighs> yeah. i ride above the speed limit but it's not 110 mile an hour it's a motorcycle he's the a-hole i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> Now the the pickup driver driving like that in a vehicle like I, I you see some of these vehicles the guys driving 110 miles an hour just weaving through traffic you know we saw it driving down the interstate in North Carolina going that vehicle should not be going that fast like hey that guy has no oh in Denver too mm -hmm. well what the hell was that guy driving I can't remember in Denver it was like a Charger or something <laughs> like that that guy had no yeah. business going that fast in that vehicle and you know that vehicle's clapped out too. You're looking at that going, that thing needs ball joints and tire out ends and tires for sure. And who the <laughs> hell else knows? And the check engine lights on or whatever. And that guy's just weaving through traffic, driving like an a-hole, going, that guy has no business. That guy's 10 times worse than the than the motorcycle rider because the motorcycle is going to hit you and, and what, die, right? But that guy's going to cause some damage. He's going to hit somebody and kill somebody <clears throat> and kill themselves and then cause all sorts of chaos. This has been a very depressing episode, especially if you ride motorcycles. <laughs> so I don't want I don't want the motorcycle riders to get all upset at me like like the uh, MSOs did. Who who else who got mad at me? The MSOs got mad at me. Everybody that kept buying toys and wanting to make more money to buy toys got mad at me. Who else? Pretty much everybody that's ever worked with any coaching company ever. <laughs> yeah, most most coach shop has got mad at me. At this point, how many people have threatened physical violence? And it happens almost every episode. Would it be easier just to name who hasn't? <laughs> you know, I I did I we had a few defenders that jumped on and they they defended me and they're like, yeah, you know, I and I got a lot of private messages, a lot of private messages going. I think you meant it like this. And then I have to every single time reply, yeah, I didn't do a good job of articulating myself. Thanks. But it, it, that same reply, copy pasted every single one of those <laughs> people were sending me going, I, I didn't do a good job of properly communicating what I was trying to convey. And also, I didn't want to sound as communist as I did. Like, I, st I sounded like a straight hippie, commie, like I, I, it was awful. And so now this whole motorcycle thing, I I would never deny somebody the opportunity of buying a motorcycle. I just think they're nuts. Everybody I, I, has their personal opinion. It's what it is. No, I'm objectively correct. Like <laughs> you're going to die in a motorcycle. There's no way around it. I mean, people drive them or ride them all the time and they don't die. Oh, that makes it okay. So people smoke all the time doesn't mean they die. They eventually do. If they get lung cancer they die, or they have heart attacks, they keep smoking. Listen, I told you this. My father-in-law had small cell carcinoma, and it, it is it gets all over you. It spreads everywhere. You can't breathe. And, and they said, hey, uh, he's probably going to die in six months to a year. He hasn't died yet, by the way. But 
Uh, Just the one that has the dog that you hate? Oh, yeah. Six (laughs) months to a year. And they say, well, the reason why they all die in six months to a year is because despite the fact that we will get rid of this cancer for them because it's survivable. Like, we can get rid of the cancer. They don't stop smoking. They keep smoking. The cancer doesn't stop them from smoking. And and I've always considered thought, like, how – like. How completely disconnected from reality do you have to be to have cancer from the smoking and still continue to smoke? And then I I met Brett Fadley, who's like, (laughs) heart attack? That ain't going to keep me from smoking. Screw you. I went to the doctor, and the doctor's got... The doctor goes, hey, you are really close to having full-blown diabetes. We're going to have to put you on a pill. And I said, I don't want any pills because I have seen what the pills do. I don't want the pills. And they go, okay, well, you don't have to take the pill. And I said, and I don't want the shots either. I'll take care of it with diet and exercise. And they said, okay. And so that's what I've had to do. I can no longer eat my two servings of carrot cake. It's carrot cake once a month maybe. Now, is it depressing? Yes. Is it, but, but is that the problem for me is, is that lifestyle sustainable, right? Because that was always my thing. Now I I quit smoking. I didn't have problems. Yeah. You and I talked. Yeah. And, and so, but like, for instance, the food thing, that's hard for me to get right. Sustainability wise, because I I lost the weight and then it came back because now here's the thing is you talk about the Brett being skinny, Brett would stop smoking and he would no longer be skinny. It not was, necessarily. I'm not skinny. He's going to be like just throwing down. Yeah, you're a thin guy. You're a thin guy. Dude, I'm not. You are. You know why? I got, a, I just, I I just got no six-pack. I got the keg. Well, I got the whole you drink keg. beer. But I'm saying like you've, if you've never had the I can't ride that water slide because I'm too fat situation ever happened to you, no, then not. okay, then you're skinny. If that you're yeah. not a fat guy unless you couldn't go down a slide. And if if somebody would tell me that I have diabetes and I wouldn't be able to eat my carrot cake or stuff, start digging a hole because it's not going to stop me. What is wrong with you? Why? I'm stubborn. You know, that, that's not, not stubborn though. That that's not stubborn. It's that not, is. It's not. It's not the death. I don't mind dying. It it is what it is. Everybody's going to die, and you die whenever it happens. And I could be going. I'm going to live to 110, and then a bus hits me, and then what? You, you you look stupid. It's not that. It's not that. It's the it's the slow degrade, and then all of a sudden you fall off this cliff, and now you can't go to the bathroom. You have to wear a diaper, and the diaper is just. Listen, don't talk about Dutch. That ain't cool. <laughs> Dutch is not a diaper wear. You want to see the diaper wears of the, the people that can't walk, the people that have to scoot, the people that are scooting. They have walkers, they have canes, but they don't, they scoot. When you have to go and you're old, you don't have the muscles around the junk to hold that in. And so when it, it when goes. you have to go, you got to get up and you got to go. Now, if you see that person get up and, oh, and then they're like, scoot, 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 that person's wearing a diaper because they cannot hold it in. Before they get to the bathroom, they've already relieved they themselves. Up, scoot, 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 stop. <sighs> those people are the, the people that have accepted that this is what's going to happen but a lot of them don't and so they end up wetting themselves 
uh, they do it enough times that now they have to put the diaper on. And I, 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 and and what I'm trying to say, I don't want to go down the, the whole diaper thing, but what I'm saying is I don't want to be that. If I do happen to live all to the point where I'm really old, I don't want to have like balls on my chin, like smacking into the camera in front of the, the whole world talking to gibberish so much so that my advisors around me are freaked out as to what the hell is he going to say now? <laughs> and he's slobbering. You can't even understand what the did hell he's saying. Hey, did you ever see the video? Maybe it wasn't a video, but the, the news reporter. That's a fresh video, by the way. Did you have you seen that one? Uh-uh. Ball, uh, it's our president with balls hanging off his chin. <laughs> that, did you ever see the the thing? There's something the, wrong with this. It, like, there's something wrong with his plastic surgery. Like, something's gotten messed up. <laughs> he, there, he got the meltdown. He got, he got the meltdown. Uh, <laughs> the meltdowns happened. Anyway. So the, there's a there's a news reporter. I think it was overseas, and everybody kept saying like, "Hey, uh, the thing on your neck," and they were like, "What? What do you mean?" And so finally, a doctor sends him a, a letter and says like, "Hey, the thing on your neck. You need to go get that looked at." He's like, I, I don't know. There's a thing on my neck. What are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, if you look right there, there's a little spot on your neck. You need to go get it looked at. And they found out that he had thyroid or pancreatic or thyroid cancer or whatever, yeah. right? And so I'm over here looking at you, and I, every time you talk, there's this thing on your neck. And so now I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> like, no, nah, it's over here. It's over here. You're fine. It just oh, this right here? No, 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 over here, over here. Here? Yeah. There's a yeah. It's cool. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Hey, I've had, I've had, uh, I've got a scar somewhere around here where I had a lymph node. I had the big lump on my, on my neck and I had to have it removed and they, they checked that it was fine. They're like, I don't, I don't know what it was, but we chopped it out. Anyway, all I'm saying is I don't want to get to the point where I'm so old. I'm okay being old, but I want to be able to go to the bathroom myself. I don't want to have somebody wipe my ass and I, I want to be able to not have to wear a diaper. And that's where, that's what should make you afraid it's not the i'm gonna die because if you just you have a massive heart attack fall over croak okay deal's done but you survive the heart attack but now like half your face doesn't work or and you have to have a walker everywhere you go and you have to wear a diaper because you couldn't stop smoking now you got to wear a diaper and and here here's what here's what makes me afraid of that and like I, 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 I'm worried that I don't have the impulse control to overcome that. And what's so weird is that at one point in time I did have the like, like the eating and stuff. Like I, that that's a new thing for me. I did have the impulse control to deal with that. And now I, for some reason I'm having a really hard time with it. But whatever. Um, but it's called diet fatigue. I've I've had to learn about this like, because I did the same thing. I lost a whole bunch of weight, gained it all right back, all of it. Yeah, but but here's my here's my point is that. Um, I I worry about the loss of ability to make those decisions, right? Like cognitive decline or supposed cognitive decline, and I get to the point that my health is so bad that I can't I can't make that decision anymore. Can't even process it. And so somebody else is just like watching me wither away and saying, "Well, I love Dad. I want to keep him around." And you know what I mean, like that. And and now all of a sudden the rest of your life you're suffering away. There are there are support groups centered around supporting children having to deal with their parents 
who are so incapacitated, the parents are out of it because it, you go from being like this little narcissist where the world revolves you, me, 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 right? Cause you're, they've gone, no, don't want that. I want to crap myself and, and demand my chicky nuggies. But what if you put all that work in and then you just like get something and croak from that instantly? That's fine. It's fine. But don't assume that that's what's going to happen. That's what he's doing. He's assuming that, hey, you know, in a year or two, I'm going to have a bigger heart attack and then die. Oh, okay. What if you don't? Because medicine has advanced to the point that, hey, you could die, be dead for 30 seconds to a minute, and we'll resuscitate you. But guess what? When you wake up, only one eye will work. Your right hand will not work at all. Your left leg will drag for you with the rest of your life. And yeah, you're going to have to get rolled around everywhere and you're going to crap yourself every day. He's making me want a cigarette. <laughs> That's the fear. That's the fear. That, and a beer. Uh, but, but I'm I mean, still going to be alive, but be you, in so much worse shape. I need to point out that we're going to get lectures about this is supposed to be an automotive podcast. and. <laughs> We're talking about this, uh, and and you know it does kind of relate. Who listens to this and thinks that this is exclusively an automotive podcast? I, it does. It does somewhat relate because we see a lot of technicians who, you know, it, I I was shamed from the older guys that worked for me about wearing gloves. Like, what? That, you look like yes. a dumbass. You look like a dumbass wearing gloves. And I, I think it's more common now, or like. It's like, more common. My my text went away from them again, but I want them back on. Well, I mean, and so like I remember uh, safety glasses, right? And I hate wearing safety glasses. I've always worn regular glasses, right? There's this safety guy- squints. We don't do glasses. You just <laughs> safety squints. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna hurt. Um, there's this uh, there's this dude I know um, works at a dealership, and um, I, I was standing. He's a friend of mine. I was standing in the dealership talking to him at one point, and. We were talking about like, I can't remember how the the safety glasses conversation came up. Mm. He's like, oh yeah, love me some safety glasses. And he's like, ain't got to wear them on the left eye. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, tink, 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 tink. (laughs) And I'm like, what is that? And he's like, oh yeah, that's why you wear safety glasses, buddy. And I'm like, what what happened? And he was pressing a ball joint and like a sliver just came off just perfectly out of the ball joint press. And he's like, my eye hurt for a second. And he's like, I closed my eye. And he's like, I felt something weird. And he's like, I reach up and he's like, there's a liquid coming out of my eye that's not like a tear or something. Oh, it, it went, ooh. And he said, so like I go into the, he's like, I go into the break room. He's like, I open my eye and he's like, not only can I not see, but my other eye is clearly indicating that that, that eye is deflated. Yeah. And he's like, you yeah. Know. So it was glass eye time. Yeah, man. And I'm like, man, and, and how many times are we like, you talk about the motorcycle thing. How many times have we all been just like right there at the very edge of, you know what I'm saying? And and not, not foobar it. Oh, been it's there not the bike. death. It's the maiming. That's what you need to fear. It's not the death. It's the maiming. Well, but I mean, it's like, I remember smoking cigarettes. Like I'd been working on a diesel truck one time. There's a picture of it, I think. I've been working on a diesel truck one time, had a cigarette in my mouth and had like taken it out like that. And I had diesel oil on my hand and it ran down the cigarette and I finished smoking cigarette. And now I like, I think back about that. And I'm like, I kind of regret that. It'd be probably a bad decision. Diesel oil doesn't ignite like gasoline does. I'm not too worried about the ignition. I'm worried about the fact that it's full of shit that will also kill you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you were like breathing, sucking diesel yeah. fuel, <laughs> burning diesel fuel. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> the 
Thanks, David. You made me feel better. <laughs> I'm sure that on your side, it's not cancer. It'll be fine. That it's. I don't have anything there. What are you talking about? You're freaking me out. <laughs> I, I, um, uh, this is depressing. Uh, I don't know why we have to go down these depressing paths. I know, dude. I'm are telling we, you, we sad people. Every time I just feel worse and worse. Is that why you myself. keep asking everybody what well, the last yes, time? That's exactly why I keep asking them, trying to figure it out for myself. Last time I sat with you guys down at AST, we went down a path. You that went was a on- good path, though. That was a hilarious, enjoyable. No, uh, that was, it, was, it was rough. It was rough. I'm, I'm waiting for that one to, to drop. We're gonna get so many comments. It was it was about religion and marriage and the kids. Did you ever watch that video? Oh, you know he didn't watch that video. He never does anything he says he's gonna do. Have you noticed that? Which video? He did turn this. He did turn this event around. He turned this into a badass event. Yeah, congrats on that. Thank you. Not just me. A lot of work. We did it. But I asked you earlier who did it, and you're like, "Well, it was me." This one guy helped. (laughs) It was was Dave. Dave. Dave and I were putting them. Most of the effort in, uh, so the some of the board members had had some hands as getting pr- things prepped, but up here they're all putting their effort in to get it running. Yeah, no, there's a lot of activity, there, a lot of participation. Yeah, so it's I'm, it. I think it's you know it's going to be a good event when you go up to the registration booth and there's like because at at AST there was a bunch of volunteers there just running around taking care of everybody. I don't know that just. It gives you a good feeling. You go to Vision. Vision's got 800 people behind there yeah. uh, checking people in. You know, it, it, they're all volunteers. They only have like three paid employees. But all that activity, because you know there's a lot of people there. There's a lot of hype around the – it's yep. good. It's good to see. It is. And, and you know, I'm, a, I'm excited to see what the future holds. I know there's been discussion on what as far as, as this event and – all the different things you're talking yep. about doing yep. and and changing. I think one of the big things, and I, I don't know how comfortable you feel talking about it or what you can say or what you can't say, but, you know, we've watched some changes within this association over the past few years where there wasn't much membership involvement. There wasn't much engagement, right? You're right. And, and you know, it sucks because, like, Part of that definitely comes back to a board of directors that's active and working and doing something to change it, right? These associations are important. And I, I don't care who you are or, like, th- they are important. They are so. super important. It's just getting the the word out of why they're important. That it you is. can't just get it on the internet. This is why what we're here for. Right. Well, and I mean, here, but here's the thing is, like, what does it take to make that association work? Well, you have to have a board of directors that's active and working. Right, because they they are the association. Yep. And so, if you don't have an active board that's doing something and talking to people about it and excited about what they're doing, then that's one problem you're going to have, right? And then on the flip side of that, you have to get people to know about it and participate in the association, especially if you and and so marketing is is very very important. Spreading the word about the association, having events, doing things like this that people are excited about. Communication. Yeah. And so what what do you think's been the biggest change? Because like we talked about it. We had a real hardcore heart to heart two or three times. Yeah. Where we said like, hey, this this either falls apart and goes away or we put the work in and make it into something really cool. 
what was like the big changing factor as far as because like y'all really dug in and said hey we're going to do something with this i think it was when i went to apex sema last year yeah and i was hounding the floor with the save the date cards for the tools yeah. for this year gave every all the contacts i made to amanda yeah and come january I said have you followed up i sent an email well did you follow up again make yeah. a call I started raising questions. So, yeah. and then when I called a board meeting and had everybody on, told them, let's, we need to help. Let's make this event yeah. better. Went back, proposed our changes, and she left. Yeah. And here we are. And so, but, but y'all came together. We came together. And, and it would, like it doesn't look like there were a lot of changes that were made as far as like we're still in the same venue way more people showed up like substantially more people over double the the atmosphere is completely different like the vibe that you get here compared to what it was last year is completely different like how did you accomplish that what was the it, i don't know man it's just uh I, i'm gonna say it was just an effort of I'm a people person. Yeah. And I I will talk with anybody. I hold no grudges. I, I'm a I'm a pleaser. It's what I am. I'm here to make connections, network, and spread the word about our industry here in PA, our association, what we what we are doing as far as legislation. Let's work together. That's that is the whole key. Let's work together and not have bygones or my this is my attitude this is my show we need to work together to, what, to further everything what's the next step then the next step is to see how this weekend plays out and then um sit down have a review with the board of directors and see where our association currently is is are we financially viable to stand alone or do we need to talk with others mm -hmm. and either become one work together um i'd like to see this event again yeah even though it is a hell of a lot of work yeah <laughs> are you thinking are you thinking something like uh a different date because that's one of the we things. are looking at a different date um i put some polls out there on the asog site um, on the ASP site, and it looks like the beginning of May is what people want to hear. Yeah, well, I mean, that's pretty cool because, like, we, we do know that there's a lot of events back-to-back-to-back to back to back during this time it, frame. And I I think we've had this talk. It it has hurt some. Yeah. The other part of it is what we just kind of talked about. Yeah. Um, but there is so much going on, September, yeah. October. Um, so I think if we get out of that and go to a springtime, we – you don't want to go too far in the spring because then you're with vision. You don't want to compete there. Yeah. There's a couple things. Now, STX is this this year in Nashville, I think the last mm -hmm. weekend of April. So that was a weekend I was really looking at. Yeah. But you couldn't do it with STX. What about um what about if if listeners want to help support the association, right? Because the association really is working to do some cool things. How important is their support to the association's survival? I mean, can they be members anywhere? Yeah, How they, does that work? They can be. It's Pennsylvania, We and I think we can do an allied for like a vendor or something like that. Maybe an at-large. 
Okay. But they, they don't have to be within Pennsylvania. But look us up, AASP-PA.org. Or shit, email me. Yeah. So I'll, I'll Brett at automasters.com. And don't tech, email me. Quit smoking. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do think you should email him. That whole diatribe that we just went through was only to get his email address on the podcast so we can get all of our listeners that to better send him an email about smoking. Emails about smoking, yeah. I'm sure he won't appreciate that. I, I don't care if he appreciates them. it or not. He's our friend, and we don't want him to, like, croak. I'm not going to croak. I am yeah, working yeah. on quitting. I did. I went almost that whole week after ASTE with only, like, five. Did you look up the little things I told you about? The, the little... Uh, I, I have not. I didn't get them, but I did look into them, but I got the uh, the nicotine pouch. Hmm. That is all it is. It's just the nicotine. It's not tobacco or anything. It's just that it's, I got I got them with me, and I, I'll put them in once in a while, and I'll be like, "Too much nicotine, <laughs> yeah." Oh, so, holy shit! <laughs> That's a straight shot. But yeah, I am working on quitting. So he said yesterday, "I'm not doing so good." <laughs> this <laughs> past week, out. I did not do so well. Yeah, I did not do so well. There's just it's. Ex- an addict will have an excuse for everything. That's exactly right. Yeah. But I did not do well this week. So decision you got to make. Yep. But don't feel bad. I'm making bad decisions too. It's okay. But David is not. David is doing well. David is doing well. He's looking well. I had a I had a caramel apple last night. Did you? I didn't look up the calories before I ate it. I just ate it. See, that's what, did you eat that whole thing? I ate the thing? whole thing. <laughs> I ate that whole thing, and then to this today I looked it up because I wanted to see. I'm like, well, because I, I I finished I I logged everything I ate last night at the at the restaurant. Thank you for dinner, by the way. You're welcome. Uh, I ate every I logged everything down, and I was I was good. I'm like, okay, well, I, I got some extra calories. I'm gonna go eat this caramel apple, and uh, I looked it up, and I went over a little bit. You know, it's all right. I'm gonna put. I'm I'm gonna, a, how much would you say is is one caramel apple? Just throw a number out there. What would you think, dude? I don't even really watch calories. I don't even know what a calorie See, is. That's a skinny guy life. What, what would so you say? I'd say what a thousand calories. It's a thousand. Yeah, a thousand calories for for uh for the kind that I got. It's about thousand calories. You know, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I'm a little heartbroken over one thing about so, this event. Is that if you move it. David and I are going to have to take random ass flights. He's going to have three connections just to get here so we can go eat at Water's Edge. Yeah, Water's Edge is good. Once a year. That is the best damn restaurant. That's, yeah. I like that. That's my only concern. Better than all the restaurants we've hit at Vegas, too. Yeah. Although I, I wasn't going to take Brett, uh, Brett from Shop Monkey. He yeah. suggested that Thai restaurant. You know, uh, we got a bunch, we got some messages in the, Apex and SEMA chat uh-huh. in the Facebook group of some of some really good off the strip, yeah, off the strip, and then some that are even on the strip, but are like people just don't know about them. Dude, I don't know. Like I've we've been to we've been to Vegas enough times, and I have gone to Vegas enough times and hit some of the bigger restaurants or some of the more well known restaurants or the foodie type restaurants, and in like they just they disappoint. They're really disappointing. I, I want to drive back up to Dellinger's. While we're out there, that's one place I do want to go. Do you want to go for that? I don't know what that is. There's a like a little burger and and whatever joint up there in like Boulder City. I 
can't remember. I think that's the name of the town. And it is really good. Burgers? Yeah, they've got like smash burgers and they've got they've got it's not just burgers, Man. they've got every kind You're of thing. You're making me hungry. Yeah, I am pretty hungry myself. Smash burgers? You want to make an extra trip for a smash burger? It's not just dude, like you just have to be there. You just have to be there to understand. It's good food. It's uh, a cool little town. Cool little town. Boulder you don't City? have to go. You I'm, not, I'm not saying I won't. I'm just saying not. If we, the, the burger's got to be spectacular for me to bother. Well, if it's if it's not, that's okay. Hey, <laughs> if you, <laughs> it's only it's only fifteen hundred calories, Dave. Dude, I'm telling you what, we went to breakfast at Sugar Cane the last time we were out there. The whole Sugar Cane. Um, like when you go to walk down towards the Apex Exhibit Hall, like you're walking towards the escalators. Okay. The restaurant on the corner when you walk out, like you know when the when it changes from like the carpet, like you're in the convention center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That corner right there is sugar cane. Okay. And they've got this thing called the Elvis. I guarantee you, I gained ten pounds in one meal. I don't. I don't it's understand. Like Forty two hundred the... calories. <laughs> <laughs> you're a big boy, though. Like it takes a lot of calories for you to, you know, just to. Not... I need to be at eighteen hundred a day. No, no, that's not. That's no. what. That's how I just I lost looked, all the weight before. That's too much. Look, this. Is, I'm just telling you what I've learned since then. One, don't don't go too far into a deficit. But if you do, like it has to be in a cycle where you go deficit maintenance, deficit maintenance, and it's got to be. It is supposed to be equal or one and a half times your deficit time. So if you go three months in a deficit, it's supposed to be three months to five and a half to six months of maintenance. I'm, I'm beginning for to you to eat. It's, it's so your body resets and you don't get exhausted from from dieting all the time. Like you can get exhausted not eating the cheesecake when you want. You just want the cheesecake. Well, and and I definitely see that. And so like when my son was born. Right, like because you you know what it's like to have a five year old. They want to play and they want to be right there with you. So like I was exercising a lot more previously, mm-hmm. and so I stopped exercising because my son. I, I hate you, Brad. I hate you. I hate skinny people. I really I, do. No, me too. Everybody that's skinny, I hate you. I, I mean, hate you I, so much. I get that fat people. Are and I ride a motorcycle, so I'm definitely on David's shit list. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You're skinny and you ride a motorcycle. I really hate you. Wow, I smoke a cigarette and drink a beer, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, is that better than carrot cake though? Like, oh no, no, that's the destination. That's on my way there. That doesn't. None of that makes any sense. I don't. I don't know how you stay skinny. They don't eat anything but the carrot cake, and they're done for the day. I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is. I don't know how you people stay like that. Well, I mean, it's got to be genetics because, like, my aunt and my dad and my brother and like all that side of the family, they're heavier. My mom's side, it's all skinny. Really? And so my one brother got the skinny jeans. And he says super thin? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, can't, he drinks enough beer. He doesn't say super thin. He's got a <laughs> beer belly, but. But it's calories in, calories out. The, yeah. What it is, is is that, that oh, I don't, the food isn't like, you you ever hear Joe, Joe Rogan talk about food? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're, you're eating the Cheetos and the Mountain Dew because you, you want, you cannot get over how that food makes you feel or you just want that pleasure that, that comes from the food. And the way he describes it, he's so flippant. Like, dude, I don't think you've you've had really good cheesecake. <laughs> 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 I think he he seems like a food for fuel kind of person. And that's how he talks about it. Like, hey, I'm just eating so I don't die. 
I'm just eating the fuel so I can go do other things. It's like, no, no, no. I do other things. I like things. to eat. Yeah, I do other things so that I can not be 800 pounds when I do eat. Because when I eat, I want to enjoy the food. That whole experience, it's an experience for me. The food is the experience. We go, we travel to go to restaurants that we couldn't go to normally to eat foods we couldn't eat yep. normally. Like when we go to Florida, I want to eat seafood. I want to try the seafood you know, that just came off the boat. Like that's what I want to go do. You know what this is, right? What? You know what this is? This, this is a plot by the pharmaceutical companies. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> what? That's what it is. They've loaded the food that we love with, with stuff that makes you fat. So you have to go get yourself some Wegova or whatever it is. <laughs> and then you gotta, you gotta have Ozempic. that for the yeah. You gotta all be on those for the rest of your life. And it's ten thousand dollars a year, <laughs> so they're just rolling bank because we're fatties. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like Brett is probably eating everything we're eating, just in much smaller quantities. Bro, no way! I saw what he ate last night. We both ate way less than he did. He like plowed a giant plate of food. I did not. And then he ate like a loaf of bread. And then he smoked three cigarettes. <laughs> And he was several beers in. Uh, yeah. Because it was, he kept reaching over going, man, we're buddies. And then, like, he did that whole thing when, when you're like loaded and everybody's your friend. Yeah. yeah. We had that conversation. We had the same conversation three times, by the way. I saw him kissing. I did the, not. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> you were like, that's when I stopped and asked him, like, how many beers are you in, Brett? Was, like, I, saw, I saw him five? kissing one of the statues <laughs> when we left. <laughs> <laughs> Did you wake up and your mouth tastes like brass? That's like kissing, dude. That's licking and slurping and some, <laughs> some such. <laughs> I didn't mean to put the B on there. Sorry. Um, anyway, I am just saying that uh, uh, the, the food is like the drug. The food, food is, is the, the drug. drug. Yeah, the food is the drug. So we're screwed. Is that what we're saying? Yes. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.